everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Vitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest statewide business association in the country, representing about a million employees, which represents about one quarter of New Jersey's workforce. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, and they are the official sponsor of the show. So if you need updated coverage, check them out. Awesome. Just a couple housekeeping matters before we get started. This podcast is available just about anywhere you can get a podcast. That's iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's TuneIn. We even put these things up on YouTube for the crowd of people that would rather watch than listen. But no matter how you watch the show, show it some love. Give it that comment. Give it that like. Give it that five-star review on iTunes or wherever you you can rate these things. Helps us get discovered by a bunch of awesome people just like you. But with that out of the way, our awesome guest today is Joe Perez of Witham Smith & Brown. Joe, say hi. Let the audience hear your voice. Hi, everybody. I'm really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. We are happy to have you. We are. Okay, so the icebreaker today is what are you currently binging? It can be um, books, movies, television, or food. Some people have gone the route of food. Um, I know exactly what I've been binging, so I can Watch go first. But if you yeah, Okay. Fine. Have you ever heard of this tiny little show on Netflix called Cuckoo? No. Like no. a cuckoo bird? It is cray. It is about this, <laughs> this um, post-high school girl in Britain who goes on a gap year to Thailand. And she falls in love with this American free spirit. And his name in real life is Dale something. But he's renamed himself Cuckoo. Just one word. <laughs> She marries him on a whim and then takes him home to her kind of stuffy British parents. And so it's kind of fish out of water story plus, you know, meaning of two worlds story. It is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And out of nowhere, Andy Samberg pops up in the starring role of Cuckoo, which I was so not expecting. It has been really fun. And he, out of five seasons, he's only in the first season. So they're working through second season without Cuckoo, like without the main character, and it's still really funny. I don't know how they're doing it, (laughs) but I'm enjoying myself immensely. It's like a 30-minute throwaway show. Yeah, it's super fun. I'm loving it. Oh, it's a 30-minute show? So like, yeah, I know. All right, so Netflix, they don't really care. 30 minutes are good to binge. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm always looking for 30-minute shows because like, even in the morning before I work, maybe if I have like a half an hour, that extra 10, 15 minutes, you know, you wouldn't think it would kill you, but you know, it's it's too long in the morning for me, so... Totally agree. You'll like it. Go, what are you watching? Yeah, all right. Uh, you know, I, um, I I never really fancied myself a binge watcher, but I started doing it a couple of years ago. Well, no, I guess at the beginning of COVID. So I'm binge watching a couple of things. I'm a little bit behind the time, so I'm catching up. I'm on season eight right now of Homeland, which like, yeah. like most shows that you binge watch, you hate the first couple of episodes, and then you get into it, you get your power through it, and then all of a sudden it's, you, you can't stop watching it. Yeah, so you have like, to give them at least until like the third episode. You yeah, know? <laughs> you, you got you got to stay with it. Um, there's a couple of other shows in my uh, arsenal. I guess uh, I I actually I, I know this is going to sound a little bit strange, but I actually like the show Archer. It's a it's a cartoon <laughs> on Epic. I find uh, the Bob's Burger guy who does the voice of Archer to be absolutely yeah. hysterical. Yeah. And uh, you know just his uh, snarkiness and and general nonsensicalness. I just like watching it. Totally. And, uh, awesome. I, I wouldn't say I'm still binging this, but we did binge it when we were watching it. 
Sorry, I'm, uh, I'm taking up the whole thing on Vintage. No, go. So, don't even worry about it. Uh, by all means, this is all about giving our watchers some recommendations for uh, what yeah. to check out. The third one I liked watching, but it's over. It's Amazon Prime had uh, a show called Upload, if you've ever watched it. Oh, so, yes! I loved that show, and it's not back yet. <laughs> it was such a cool premise. It was premise. so, 100%. so cool. Yes, and I loved before, um, before he uploaded, the the self-driving cars like watching that technology kind of move through the world yeah. and um you know if you follow it to its logical conclusion you know the settings to protect the the passengers or to protect the outside world like you can change those set it was so fascinating it was great so what's it about so it's about um a world in which well actually joe you probably watched it most recently do you want to give the premise I'm not sure. Well, actually, I watched it a while ago when it first came out. It's you, you basically are, um, you're, they're able to digitally capture your consciousness and upload it to what you would refer to as heaven. And, and based on the way you, or how much you're willing to pay, you either have a really good experience or you have a so-so experience. And it's post-death. So when you die, um, your consciousness, if you can afford it, is uploaded to this experience. And it and, de and depending on so the people who you leave behind have to pay for it. So this this guy dies. <laughs> his girlfriend is very wealthy, and she initially is like, I want him to have the best experience ever, yeah. you know, until we have the technology to download him back into another body or whatever. Um, so there there are kind of two storylines playing out at the same time. One in his uploaded version where he's interacting with people and trying to figure out what's going on, and the second in our world where the girlfriend is sort of discovering that maybe he wasn't quite worthy of, of the dollars that she's spending. And so at, at one point she decides to downgrade his accommodation. Uh, I was going to say there was a black mirror episode about something like that. And that's another show I miss. So yeah. Oh. But, so it's a subscription service. You can't just pay like one time and then, you know, you're good to go. It, it has to be like constantly paid. I think it's ongoing. Yeah. yeah. Upload. You would like it. I think you All would right. like it. Yeah. You said it's Prime? Yeah. Yeah, Amazon okay. Prime. Cool. I, I, I do have one other one, and I'm, I'm sorry to say only because I have a bad story about this one as well. I am, sure. uh, same thing. I couldn't get into uh, every um, Better Call Saul. Uh, first oh, three oh. episodes, we got through the first three episodes. I'm stuck on season four. Season five's available, but not to Joe Perez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> AMC is a pain like that. They really oh, don't I, I don't know yeah. what their problem is. You know, like yeah. they really want you to pay for their AMC premium. I don't remember what it's called, but yeah. I'm um, like they don't put their stuff on Netflix, but only when I think like the new season is out. So like yep. season six would have to be out for season five to go up. Yep. Right. I'm right there with you. I'm stuck as well. Yeah. Waiting. That's where I'm at. All right. I've been doing uh well, okay, so at the point where this is being recorded, I finished a couple weeks ago, Chucky. Um, it's it's funny because I've always been a big horror fan, you know, like none of the Chucky movies have been particularly good. The fourth one is a masterpiece. Um, but like I didn't expect a TV show about this character to be any good at all. Watched like the first couple episodes and I'm thinking like, is it just me or is this phenomenal? So I went on to Google. Chucky. And, yeah, Chucky. So I went on to Google and I just searched like Chucky review. And sure enough, like every single review, one of the best shows on television. And I'm like, I can't really? believe it. Like they actually pulled this off. It was phenomenal. So 
highly recommend. What um, what channel? Very gory. <laughs> What's no, it's channel? not particularly gory. I mean, like there there are moments, but um, it, I okay. So to answer your question, Kate, I want to say it's Sci Fi USA. Problem oh. is, I like it, it airs on both networks. The problem is, I cut my cable, so I had to buy the season on Vudu. But mm. um, it's it's so good. Like the character development is amazing. Um, they do such a good job, like introducing these really vulnerable characters because they're I don't know, 12, and they have to deal with this murderous doll. <laughs> but <laughs> the beauty of it is that, like, I guess, like, if you if you were to take a horror movie and stretch it out across, say, eight hours, because that's what a TV show is nowadays, it would just be monotonous, him killing people left and right. So instead of that, he's spending the season trying to influence the kids to kill for him. And there's like, there actually winds up being a good reason for it, but because, like, he's trying to psychologically get in their heads and, like, turn them in that way, like, the writing is just amazing. And I, I never expected that. Like, Bride of Chucky was a masterpiece, but none of the other Chucky movies have been good, and they've all been written by the same guy. So, like, it's not like you could say, like, well, now they have a great writer. No, no. so. I take umbrage with your use of the word masterpiece. Oh, yeah. Bride of so Chucky sorry. is phenomenal. I'm like, Bride of Chucky is probably one of the funniest movies about marriage I've ever seen. And I, I will die on that hill, I promise. <laughs> die on that hill. Yeah, yeah. All right, I guess I haven't seen it because I don't watch scary. I know, movies. and I would actually recommend it to you because I don't think it's scary. It's it's intended to be like a satire about marriage. Um, so, Chucky? Yes. Chucky no, not Bride all of the movies, just that one. Bride of Chucky right. is a satire okay. about marriage. It's a satire about marriage. All right. <laughs> but anyway, with that out of the way, Joe, tell us what you do for with him. Um, I'm a partner with Witham Smith and Brown. I've been here since uh, 1997, and I wake up every day thinking, "Gosh, I can't believe I've been doing anything—the same thing of anything since 1997." Right. So, <laughs> uh, Witham, if you uh, if you don't know, or if your viewers don't know, is a, a full-service uh, accounting firm. Uh, we've really kind of morphed into an advisory accounting and tax firm rather than a accounting, tax, and advisory firm, and that's because uh, you know as technology gets better. Uh, you know, the basic blocking and tackling stuff that occurs when you're doing basic accounting is, uh, you know, overtaken by computers. Uh, having said that, you know, you still need people. Uh, one of the things that uh, I specialize in is on the audit and a test side, a test being uh, verification of numbers and financial results and projections and things like that. Uh, I do do some work on the tax side because everybody, as you know, is interested in, uh, in tax. And then on the advisory side, we've really developed a, a, a great suite of professionals that do anything from uh, digital dashboarding to cybersecurity um, implementations. It's just been a really fun ride for the 24 plus years, 25 in January, uh, 24 plus years that I've been here. That's incredible. So when you started, did you have a specialization or were you just straight up CPA banging out returns? That's an and before you start that, can I just say, like, to hear that 1997 was 25 years ago? I know, I was trying not to think about that. I my bones. To... I'm sorry. Came right over that. All right, well, my script said that, so I'm sorry. I, I would have changed those things. <laughs> yeah, so it's a really great question, Kate. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, like most accountants in that uh, time frame, was a uh, generalist. So I did both. I did uh, a lot of uh, accounting, consulting, you know, out in the field with my clients, kind of developing relationships, uh, you know, becoming friends, finding things they're doing wrong. 
and then just coming back to the office and dealing with my friends back at the office and then cranking out tax returns. So yeah, it was very much like you described. Wow. And so at what point, so I know that you don't, they don't teach young uh, CPA, CPAs to be how to do like networking and business development. So that just came naturally to you. You just were like, business development is something that I need in order to be successful at this. So I'm just going to learn how to do it on myself on my own and just do it. Well, I wouldn't say specifically that, uh, and Witham's probably a little bit more progressive, or at least I've always perceived them to be a little more pro progressive in terms of encouraging that business development mindset. Uh, you're right. I probably picked it up a little bit early in my career, uh, but uh, the, the, the gentleman who leads the firm now and the office at the time was very instrumental in making sure all of the CPAs at least understood that this is how you, know, you develop and grow. So it's not just the basic accounting stuff. It's also you know, relationship building and, de you know, developing new business so that everybody can grow. Nice. And you guys are, are pretty huge now. And I know that it's been organic growth, but also some mergers and stuff. But are, are you guys like the, the, the biggest accounting firm in the, in the state at this point or close? There's a couple of different ways to measure that. So I wouldn't say we're the biggest in the state, but we definitely are very big for a New Jersey-based firm. So some of the firms that are bigger than us that do operate in the, in the, in the state, uh, bigger than us globally, um, are, not, um, are not listed as bigger than us. So I think last time I checked in New Jersey, we were somewhere fourth or fifth in New Jersey for New Jersey-based firms. On the, uh, on the top 100 list, we fall somewhere, we usually hover between 24 and 26, but that's CPA firms in the nation, so we're very proud of that. How do they rank these things? They rank them a bunch of different ways. Sometimes it's by <laughs> number of uh, licensed professionals, sometimes it's okay. by revenue. I'm trying to think, that's probably the only two ways that I've ever seen it done, but uh, we okay. were probably ranked 24th to 26th uh, based on revenue. Okay. So at this point in your career, how many returns are you doing in a, in a tax season? Like handful? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> when you say doing, you mean actually prepping? Yeah, actually yeah. Put yeah. dropping numbers in? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm proud to say zero. <laughs> oh, look at you. Good job. <laughs> I'm proud to say zero. But I have an incredible team that does not mind doing that stuff and actually is looking forward to the day that they can say on your podcast, they do zero. <laughs> That's how you know you're at the top of the food chain, or close anyway, right? Oh, you're not even doing your that. own minute don't at that, say that point, right? Zero is zero? <laughs> zero. <laughs> nice. Yep. Very cool. Um, Having said that, I sign a bunch of them, so I just don't actually put the numbers in. Well, of course, that makes sense. Just to and clarify. you have to review them all, right? You have to, like, proofread them all or review them? Yeah, it's a very rare occasion where I do this. <laughs> oh, your listeners probably can't see that. The people who are viewing can see. I close my eyes and I pretend it's a button. Yeah, I was gonna say we we always forget to like kind of sound that stuff out for the the <laughs> listener audience. You yeah. know, we I'm not gonna say we prefer the YouTube audience. We love you all, but yeah. <laughs> actually, I have a question. Before you were mentioning that you've evolved, you know, since the days where you did the tax returns, how do you see the company evolving now? Well, Witham is definitely um, an innovative firm, so they've been on the we've been on the forefront of of trying to stay on top of the market so innovation is a, a very big thing for us and in, in fact this particular year we've declared as the year of innovation for with having said that it probably started several years ago when we decided that the firm really needed to go in the direction of having industry specialists 
people who really knew and understood the industry to develop uh, or to provide value to our clients. So that was one way we evolved. And then of course, when uh, blockchain, I shouldn't say of course, when blockchain technology came out, there was this fear or this consensus that, you know, accounting was gonna become obsolete. You know, debits and credits was just gonna go away and blockchain was gonna be the security measure that uh, everybody relied on. And while that hasn't quite taken hold, we have used that as a springboard into developing our technology practice and our digital practice. So we're not just accountants and cons we're not just accountants anymore. We're accountants and consultants. I'm surprised that that mentality would exist at all because if I'm thinking about something that's going to be awesome security, bless you, that doesn't necessarily um, knock out accounting to me. Like it's it's different. It's like an apple and an orange. Like one thing is about protection and another thing is about organization. If that makes sense, you know. It does, and accounting is a great profession. And what I would like to say it. It is a, an excellent profession. So if you're in school and you're looking to decide something to do, blockchain is not replacing us yet. <laughs> Good to know. And so actually I have a follow-up question. Uh, when you started, you were a general, generalist. What is your specialization now, if any? I work primarily with not-for-profit clients. I mean, and that's really just a natural progression of my uh, client base. I've probably spent some time in the healthcare arena, uh, providing audit and attest services and tax services for healthcare organizations. But mostly now it's, uh, it's not-for-profit organizations, charitable organizations. And uh, there's a, a natural complement with not-for-profit organizations and certain real estate entities, affordable housing type projects and things like that. So that's where I spend the vast majority of my time okay. on the accounting side. Interesting, very cool. All right, and then I have one last follow-up question, I think. Um, so you mentioned uh, earlier how Witham is transitioning from accounting to advising. Um, can you explain a little bit for somebody who's not in the industry, what does that mean, advising on what? Advisory, what is that? Well, the only thing I'll clarify there is that we've always been advisors to our clients. Uh, but if you look at our history, and I'll point us simply to our logo, our logo started out as Witham accounting, tax, and advisory, and we've now changed that. So advisory really does encompass a lot of things. Advisory can be um, helping you implement an accounting system, uh, to determining uh, your cybersecurity, uh, the, the security of your, of your web-based platforms. Got all, it. All of that stuff. So it's, it's, so it's the really root not just is, accounting anymore. Right, so like the, the root word is advice, you really just give advice to people who need to who need help figuring out their systems in a way that you can help them. Well, well, I like to look at it more as providing solutions. At the end of the day, we say advice, and it is, but it's really where I think Witham adds value is the ability to think and solve problems, and that's a, a logic that you just gain just from being an accountant. Accountants typically are pretty logical people. And I think that just springs board into the ability to triage and troubleshoot a problem and then come up with an effective solution. Nice. And that's Is what that I the logo now? I haven't looked at it. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. All right. I, I think on that note, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to play a game. Okay, we are back and it is now time to play a game called Awful or Awesome. I'm going to name three things and we each have to decide quickly if they are awful or awesome and we have to be prepared to defend our answers. Ready? Okay. All right. Yes, yes. First up is smart home technology. 
And I, I'm going to get jump on it and say, awesome, except when it doesn't work. Like I have two Alexas minimum. <clears throat> My house is fully wired. I've got smart plugs and smart bulbs and all, all the things. And I love it, except when it doesn't work. Like sometimes the light just goes on in the closet and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't so think that ever happens to me. I'll have it happen the other way around. Like I'll I'll be asking it to do something, and it's like, no. <laughs> but it'll never just throw a light on for no reason for me. I don't know. Almost like it doesn't understand the question. Almost right. like it's exactly. over to a different language and exactly. said, yeah. "Can you ask that question again?" <laughs> yeah, I don't quite understand. Yeah. Or I'll say something like, "Turn the master bedroom on," and it's like, "Did you mean kitchen?" And I'm like, "Wait, time out. Where did you get kitchen out <laughs> yeah, of master bedroom?" <laughs> But yeah, awesome. I, I, I think like we have one of those things in every room and every bulb and everything that we could have made smart is smart. So like, I'm all about it. <laughs> I, I'm going to also say awesome. I will say based on your, both of your responses, I'm a little bit behind. So much like I was on my binge watching, I'm a little behind. Wow. I have a bunch of smart speakers and when they work, it's the best thing in the world. You can have a thousand people in your house and everybody can hear every word of every music and it's all playing throughout. And then when one drops off or the or the music stops, it's the most annoying thing in the world. And Kate, I'm probably like you. I I have an excellent Wi-Fi system. I have you know whatever the the not the best speed, but I always have a make sure my speed is is good. And that's not the problem. And when you try to troubleshoot it, they always say that's your problem. And it's yeah, not. right. It's not. <laughs> very annoying. It's but smart very cool. Until something goes wrong, and then it's just it plays dumb. <laughs> now I feel like yeah. I need to go buy some smart plugs. Yeah. No, it's all about like what makes you comfortable in your home. If you know, yeah. if you're comfortable walking around turning on lights, then by all means do it. You know, like there's there's no right answer here. It's it's all just whatever you want to do. How, how great is a remote thermostat though? How great is having no, a thermostat? Funny, we, we, it's funny. It's still wrapped upstairs. We just bought that like two weeks ago, and I, I haven't opened it yet. But like, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. Well, then you, my friend, haven't lived. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was kind of the last piece of our puzzle. And like, I finally bit the bullet and went with it. You yeah. Know? All right. Yeah. So my only quibble, in addition to what I already said, was I used to have a smart bulb in the light over my front door, the outside light. Um, and when the internet would go out, which isn't very often, but like when power goes out, internet goes out, like that light wouldn't work. And that really, really annoyed me. Like that's a safety thing. And I was like, all right, I'm taking the smart bulb out. I can't deal with you anymore. I'm going to have to do it the old fashioned way. It's just really annoying. I can say nothing outside of my home is smart. You know, like I, I don't care about the lights outside. I can turn the light on <laughs> in the few instances where I want the light outside to be on, you know? Yeah. Man, you're funny. All I, right. The one thing I'll say is like the, the stuff that isn't smart annoys me. Like, you know, like I want to get you know, a, a smart this or a smart that, you know, like I want the bed to be smart. Like when I, when I want to lift up the head part, you know, I don't want to use the remote control, you know, there's stuff like that. You know, did I you want see, everything on the network. Did you see the episode of modern family where they got a smart fridge? No. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was crazy. It was off the, off the charts. Okay. All right. Anyway, uh, next one is overthinking, over planning. And I am a classic overthinker, but I think I plan the right amount. So I'm going to say awesome. You just got to do you. you just gotta what do was you. the opposite of awesome? Awful. Awful. <laughs> I went awful. Or any <laughs> adjective you can think of, really. <laughs> <laughs> Go so ahead. Why awful? Why? 
Um, you know, I think um, we've all heard the expression paralysis by analysis. I think overthinking, over planning, uh, specifically for me, I can't talk about everybody, but specifically for me, over planning, overthinking. Uh, I, I know reacting isn't always the best, but sometimes it is. Sometimes just making the decision, doing it, reacting to it uh, is the is the best course of action for me. That's how I've always dealt. Fair. What yeah. about you, though? I, I, I am one of the biggest overthinkers in the world, but I, I'm going to say, like, I don't know if, if it's the right amount of planning. I'm more of a go with the flow kind of person when it comes to planning. Nothing ever goes the way you plan it, you know? I think it was Captain Cold on The Flash who said something to the effect of, like, step one, make the plan. Step two, throw out the plan because it's not going <laughs> to work in the first place, you know? That kind of thing. Yeah, I'm trying to um, channel you a little bit more um, in in some because we're doing so much with technology at work now with events, and you know, technology is technology. <clears throat> sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. And so, once upon a time, I would have been the one going like, I don't know what we do, and now I'm like, I, yeah, the Zoom cut out. I don't, I don't yeah, know. we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh, all right. So last up is rage giving. So we're at the end of the year and I just learned this phrase a couple of years ago and um, I've never heard it. Let's it, yeah, well, it. Explain rage quitting to us or not rage quitting, rage giving. <laughs> rage quitting. We all know yeah, what that is. <laughs> Actually, think about rage quitting and then just apply it to rage giving. So if you so are I don't in, give anymore. I'm just done. No, no. <laughs> Throw the controller at the <laughs> Look around the world and you feel enraged at what you see and then you donate to charity based on that rage. That's rage giving. And I, I think that um, all different kinds of people, it's a very bipartisan thing. So like when Obama was elected, the NRA uh, received a whole bunch of um, money from rage giving. And when Donald Trump was elected, a lot of left leaning uh, charities received uh, money as a result of rage giving as well. And I just find it to be a fascinating idea. And you, mm. since it was an accountant, it was another accountant who, who dropped this phrase into my life. I thought I would throw it out here since we've got Joe. Um, an awful, I, I'm going to say awesome because I think that people being generous, especially this time of year, contributing. Um, and Joe and I both serve on a, on a board out of Elizabeth Bridgeway Rehab. Um, so if you're looking for a worthy cause, they help people uh, with severe mental illness rehabilitate so that they can uh, return to their societies and communities and live relatively normal lives. So I'm going to say awesome for rage giving because I think uh, giving in general is good. I'll, I'll go with awesome too. I, I, um, I didn't know that that was the term for it, but I, I was aware of this phenomenon. Um, yep. There have been specific times throughout the last few years where stuff like this has happened and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I won't get into the specifics on any of that, but um. No, I, I think like you wouldn't, let, let's say in your, um, in your analogy, you wouldn't give to the NRA if you didn't care about the NRA. So it's not right. like you're giving to companies that like you don't care about just because you're angry. You're, it's, it's sort of a carrot on the end of the stick. You're just looking for an excuse to do it. And right. this thing that you're mad about in the world is the catalyst for you finally being like, all right, here's $50. So mm -hmm. in that case, whatever gets you giving to these things that you care about has got to be a good thing, right? I think so. I'm saying awesome to giving and awful to calling it rage giving. You know. <laughs> That's where I stand. I, I can respect that. Let's say no to rage. Let's just. Let's, 
say no to rage, but yes to giving. Yep. I mean, working with a bunch of not-for-profits like I do client-wise, serving with Kate on Bridgeway Behavioral Health Services, uh, these organizations really, really appreciate uh, those who can, who are willing to voluntarily give them money. They're not, they're not outwardly selling. So if you're, if you're looking for a good cause, I definitely think uh, a, a good not-for-profit that you support, like Bridgeway, is a, is a great one to give to. If you want to call it rage giving, we'd be happy to take your money. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Would. And put it to good use. Put yes, good and use. put it to very, very good use. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, Joe, is there anything coming up you want to promote? Um, you know, nothing more specific than what we've already talked about. So again, I want to thank you guys for having me on the show. I was able to tell you guys a lot about uh, two things that are near and dear to me and, and very important to me. One, my career here at Witham Smith & Brown, and uh, one, Bridgeway Behavioral Health Services. So just um, in terms of promoting, um, you know, we're here. Um, Witham's been around for 40 plus years. Uh, I mentioned a lot about our advisory practice. I think our advisory practice and our accounting and tax practice has helped a lot of individuals. So uh, we'd love to help more individuals. So come check out our website, come check us out, give me a call. Uh, Would love to talk to somebody if they need that kind of help. And then with uh, Bridgeway Behavioral Health Services, they are um, a a worthy not-for-profit. I think Kate gave you guys a lot of information about what they do and and handling complex uh, behavioral health cases. So if you're interested in doing some rage giving, Bridgeway can definitely put that money to good use uh, in the community and it'll help you feel good in the process. And I, I think I heard a rumor that you're being honored by Bridgeway on April 21st of 2022, the chairman's dinner in your honor as the chair, I think, right? Kate, you're totally right. I totally forgot about that. Yes, April 21st, chairman's dinner, Bridgeway, come out and see yours truly. Kate will be there too. If you can make it to the event, we'd love to have you. And hopefully I get to see all of you there. Absolutely. I'll have a table. So if you want to sit with me, let me know. Save you a seat. Very, very cool. <laughs> Joe, before you mentioned the, the Witham website that people could use to get a hold of you guys, um, is that Witham.com? Is that WithamSmithAndBrown.com? Like, what, what do we do? Oh, that's a good point. Yep. It's Witham.com. Make it nice and, uh, nice and easy. Perfect. Awesome. All right. I think that's the show. It is. All right. Yeah. Thank nice. you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you to our listeners, especially subscribers. We so appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comp. So check them out if you need some updated coverage. And finally, thanks to Joe Perez of Witham for joining us today. This was such a treat. Thanks, everybody. Really enjoyed it. 